0: to wake me up than Kahlua in my coffee cup. No better way to start my day than Kahlua in my coffee cup. No better way to end the day than Kahlua in my coffee cup. Hello and welcome to kalua in my coffee episode 7 called The Blame Game. Hopefully Becky Griswold led us into today's show. She's been MIA for in some foreign land looking for her precious and growing hair on her feet. So I'm not quite sure if she's in the box playing today or not. This episode is gonna include segments, motivational mumbo jumbo, real talk, and unfake news. And don't worry, we're gonna round it out with hungry or horny, uncomfortable recipes. Oh yeah, it's back just in time for the holidays. So we're not gonna beat around the bush today and we're gonna jump right into motivational mumbo jumbo. Let's chat about PMA. I know, I know, you're going blah, 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 but stick with me. PMA is defined as positive mental attitude. That's what PMA actually stands for. And it's the philosophy of finding greater joy in small joys and to live without hesitation or holding back our most cherished, held high in esteem and uh, highest personal virtues and values. Your mindset does impact your mental and physical health. I know, mind blowing, right? But I've always kind of either gotten teased or a good roll of the eye where you actually hear the eyes hit the back of somebody's head because I'm always positive. You know what? A lot of really gross, nasty happens to us in our lifetime. And yeah, you can be upset. You can grieve. You can be angry. We can all go through the multiple cycles of whatever we're dealing with. But if you really put a spin on it where you can find the littlest, littlest, littlest ray of sunshine, then why don't you? Why not put the positive before the negative? I've been, luckily, um, I've been able to work with some high school students recently locally here, and it's been wonderful to look directly into a lost 15 to 17 year old's eyes and say, you know, Have you thought about finding the positive first before you go right into the complaining and the bitching that most teenagers go into? And it's quite remarkable how their thought processes start to change when you point out the positives that they can choose. And not only consequences, I mean, they don't always lead to negative. There are positive consequences for positive action. And that's really what I wanted to portray in respects to having a positive mental attitude because it does affect your mental and physical health, and most people are unaware that it actually does that. Yeah, we know that stress can produce physical symptoms like an upset stomach or depression, um, but honestly, if you have a physical reaction to an emotional stressor, it's kind of subsided with, eh, I'll deal with that later. I'm more consumed with the mental. So if you kind of interject that little ray of sunshine in there, it might give you an opportunity to kind of slow down and check in with yourself and see where you're struggling, which will get us into segment two in a little bit about checking in with yourself in real talk. So if you don't believe that your mental thinking of negative comments or feeling negative emotions can cause serious health problems, it is linked to heart disease. I know, mind-blowing. All stuff that we know, very much stuff that we pretend isn't happening with our heads buried in the sand. But seven unexpected signs of having a negative mindset is you can actually feel it in your gut, literally. Stomach aches, upset stomach, irritable bowel, um, everything you're eating is going through you. I know, a little descriptive. And you can also have zero energy Now, I know depression and recovering from a hard life event or PTSD can you know zip your energy but we're talking about the day in and the day out because somebody's choosing to focus on the negative it really is a bummer dude it really just zaps you and if you can find the one little piece that day even if it's 30 microseconds or it's 30 minutes listening to this podcast or if you add a little extra Kahlua to your coffee to help you see some smiling on the other side then go ahead Because why would you want to have a hurt gut and zero energy to add? There's also trouble focusing. You aren't sleeping well. Insomnia happens. You're getting sick more easily. You either it's by, uh, you know, psycho. Uh, osmosis that if somebody doesn't feel good you're like I don't feel good either because I just want to be miserable but you know really if we're in the mindset that we don't feel well and that we deserve not to feel well then our bodies are going to react and we're just going to not start feeling well and have you ever noticed your appetite changing on one uh, shift to the other I know I am self-admittedly an emotional eater But when I'm really, really, really stressed out and I'm really in a negative headspace, believe it or not, I'm not hungry. The thought of food is just like one more thing I just can't handle in the moment. And then there's those aches and pains that come with it. You know, those tight shoulders and that stabbing pain in your back or you're just achy. A lot of that can just come from you thinking negatively and you dwelling on the negative or the bad things going on in your brain. Now I get it. I deal with mental health myself. Sometimes we don't have any control over where our brain goes, but even when we're at least control of those thoughts that can be intrusive and pop in our head or an unexpected life event, that's so traumatic. There's no handbook for it. Even when we're in that space, there is a positive. I know it's really, really, really hard to find, but I promise you, in that deep, dark box, if you were to take a tiny, tiny, tiny little safety pin and poke a little hole right in the top, there'd be light poking through. And I know, this seems a little psych 101 from either high school or college, but it's true, and I'm a walking, living example of that. And I tried to extend that to everybody I come in contact with daily. And I'm really excited that I've had the opportunity to share that with teenagers and have them start thinking of the positives in a lot of their negative life events so i want to admit not admit here i wanted to share well i guess i can admit i'm a huge fan of pink i love her music but i follow her on social media and she recently challenged uh, everybody on social media after being parent shamed i mean come on aren't we critical of ourselves enough that we don't need to criticize other people i get it we all have our opinions sometimes you should just keep those opinions to yourself Even I've been guilty of sharing things and sometimes I get a negative response and I thought, oh gosh, you're totally off base of what my point was. But that's the point. They can't understand where your heart and your mind are coming from in a few words or sentences on a social media post. So sometimes maybe there's no need to actually comment. So back to Pink. She's proposed a worldwide internet challenge. To go one day without criticizing someone online or in person, and I'll throw onto there, including yourself. Okay, you heard me. Go one day without criticizing someone online or in person, and include yourself. She called it the Miss Me with the bull- Bullshit Challenge. Oh, I should have said beep. Sorry. Beep. Sh- oh, I'm just going to screw that up if I say it again. Okay. And she said, if it feels good, hey, why not go two days? But she also advised, let's not get a little overzealous there. Well, I'm always a little overzealous, so I'm going to do this every day that I have it within my control. And I know it's so much easier to say something critical or to think something critical. But if you stop yourself and you really think, hmm, what is something I can retool my brain to right now that's positive? There may not be a positive in the moment, but think about that vacation you took with that someone special and that sunset that you saw, or think about when your first grandchild or child was born, or think about the favorite thing you got from your childhood, whatever makes your heart sing. You know, there's that lady on Netflix that says, if it doesn't bring you joy, throw it out. Yes. If your thoughts don't bring you joy, toss them out the window. Okay. With that said, we're going to slide right into segment two. We're going to have some real talk ladies. Well, ladies and gentlemen, but I think ladies even more so are quick to do, um, less self care than most. And I want to pass along that I read this article that was originally in Glow, growing and flowing, and it then reappeared in a few other entities. But here are the 10 things you should stop caring about immediately. Yes, I know. We take way too much energy into thinking and worrying about things that are completely within our control that make absolutely zero sense that we've spent any time or energy thinking about. And the first one I want to share is stop caring about what anybody thinks about you. I mean, anyone, including yourself. You should be positive instead of hypercritical. Give yourself praise. And stop worrying about what Sally, Joe, Michael, whoever has some opinion about you. Because just like opinions, we all have poop holes, and a lot of them need to stay shut. So we're going to move on to number two. Don't worry about what you put in your mouth. Like seriously, eat the damn cake. But practice moderation and balance. Nobody needs to have a heart attack. Okay. And if you've got younger kids, stop worrying about what your kids are wearing. Or shoot, even if you have teenagers or young adults, who gives a crap what they're wearing? They have a roof over their head. They're eating. They're decent kids or they're good kids, or maybe they're not so good, but really whatever their hair color is, whatever nose ring they're wearing this week, whatever clothes are on their body, if they're clean and they're covered, stop worrying. But yes, please make sure they're wearing pants and their boobies aren't hanging out either way, boy or girl, or ever, however they identify. And with that, Don't worry about what other people think about what you're wearing. Own your look. Feel good in what you're in. And if you only feel comfortable in sweats, own it. If you only feel comfortable in Louis Vuitton, six inch heels, own it. I know a drag queen personally that would die to be able to walk in six inch stilettos. So if you like it, do it. So the other thing too is don't worry about what car you're driving. It doesn't matter. Does it get you where you need to go? I don't care if it's beat up and old and it's a messy mom van, which by the way, I will never drive a minivan, but that's just me. (laughs) I think even if that was my only option, I might take the bus. Anyway, you know, it doesn't matter what you drive. It really doesn't. Is it safe and does it run? That's it. That's all that matters. Stop trying to keep up with the Joneses and stop worrying about that whatever the heck your friends or anyone think about your children, they are not your child's parent. They know nothing, nothing about the inner workings of your child's personality. They don't know the extreme highs and lows of your days, especially, and I highlight and underline in bold, especially when you're raising special needs kids, do not make excuses for your child's behavior when you know There's a difference between a child who is having a difficult time and a child who's trying to commit suicide because they're being criticized and apologized for in public. Please stop apologizing for your children and also stop what your job is. I spent decades justifying being a stay at home mom. I found my identity in the job I climbed the corporate ladder from without a college degree. Yes, I did go to college. Did I graduate yet? No, I didn't. So I climbed a ladder. I was an executive and we had to make the decision that it was more important for me to stay home with our kids than it was for me to continue my career. And I spent the first decade justifying that I was a stay at home mom. I would say, oh, I'm a stay-at-home mom, but I used to be a corporate recruiter in human resources. Who gives a flying bleep? It doesn't matter. I'm a stay-at-home mom, and I should have been proud of it. And it realized I've actually benefited my kids because of the choice we made. Everybody makes the choices that's right for their family. But maybe I should have led with, I'm a stay-at-home mom because it will lead to my children being thriving young adults. Who cares what I did before? Nobody really cares. And if you really think about it, if somebody asks you what you do for a living, they don't really care. They're just making small talk. So tell them you're Bozo the clown on the weekends and an acrobat and that you pull cockroaches out of walls. I don't care what you say. It doesn't really matter. Stop justifying things. Also, it doesn't matter what you weigh. Seriously. No one can really tell or really cares the number on the scale. And if you lined three of us up that literally weighed the same weight, and one was taller and one was shorter and one had an apple and one had a pear shape, no one can just guess your weight. And if they can tell them to stay the bleep out of your business and you don't want to hear the number, but you know, use your inner strength, use your humor and love the way you look. That's what matters. But again, back to the beginning, have the cake, but do everything in moderation. Also, stop worrying about how clean your house is. As long as CPS wouldn't deem your home to be unsanitary, or the state or the county isn't gonna show up and put a three-day vacate sign because you need to be on hoarders, then I wouldn't worry about exactly what everything is picked up. And don't worry about the mess. Make memories, raising your kids, make memories, enjoying your friends, make memories by leaving your house on the weekend and going for a hike in nature and reconnecting with yourself. Wipe the toilet down. When you get home, don't worry about your house and what it looks like. Okay. Finally, don't worry about how perfect your life looks. Stop painting a false picture. I mean it right now. Stop! Share your losses as often as you share your wins. We all need to admit we share similar losses and hiding things that really doesn't make your life easier. When we don't share our losses and we keep them to ourselves, it actually can deter somebody else's thought process. And again, we shouldn't care what someone else thinks, but take that opportunity to say, dude, something really crappy happened and this is how I'm dealing with it. And if you are too, you're not alone because sharing them might make it easier for someone else along the way. And it's not about you in the moment. It's about the next person taking your lead and that full 360 coming back and say five years from now, when somebody else shares their story and you're in their place in life, and you're taking value from them sharing what their hardships are. Boom, mind-blowing, I know. But I'm not saying air your dirty laundry on Facebook. I don't care that you just got a $2,000 signing bonus for your new job. You know who you are, cousin blank. Nobody cares. Stop airing your good and dirty laundry. That is none of anybody else's business. But look, if you're really struggling through something, Put it out there in a way that you need support so your tribe and those who would cheerlead for you can step up and say, you know what? I went through something like that five years ago. Did you know these are resources out there for you that are free or that worked for me or that I wish I had known moment? So with all the things you shouldn't give a flying beep about, please please, please. This is real, real, real talk. Please check in with yourself. I keep saying please because please <laughs> is an acronym and it stands for the PNL, treat physical illness. E is balanced eating. A is avoid mood altering drugs. Basically stay off drugs that aren't prescribed to you. Take the prescribed ones as prescribed and don't drink alcohol when you're taking medication. No, 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 no. And S is for balanced sleep. E is get more exercise. Obviously, please is telling you something. So please check in with yourself. And it's more important that, like I mentioned on the last thing I said about not caring uh, about what other people think, where share your losses just as much as you share your wins. We forget after what I refer to as trauma mode to check in with yourself. And trauma mode is different for each of us even something that seems like a happy event for you, like becoming a grandparent or an aunt or a mom could be triggering to someone who's dealing with PTSD due to miscarriage and it can cause a moment of chaos. And I kind of contradicting myself by saying something you say or that you go through might impact somebody else, but that's theirs to own. You sharing that you've gone through it too is just a way to support them but you have to put yourself first. And something like that could be wonderful for other people could be triggering to you. And remember that what may be something good for me is not something good for you. And everybody's trauma both looks different. And change is a four letter word sometimes. And even the simplest change like the clocks, I, I get it, it's one hour. It can really uproot somebody with OCD. It can really uproot somebody with a routine schedule who is obsessive like someone on the spectrum. I know it seems trivial, but that's what I'm talking about. That little change can be traumatic in somebody else's world. So if you have something as small or as big that becomes traumatic or becomes extremely stressful in your day to day, then... Check in with yourselves. The big ones are obvious. Death, you know, something horrible where you end up in legal ramifications. Uh, Divorce, children making bad choices even though you have to set boundaries and just tons of things. And trauma mode can easily be something where only you understand it. But that's the point if you're going through something that has caused your shoulders to tense or that has taken you out of your day-to-day routine and has caused some type of chaos in your world, check in with yourself. It's really that simple. Please check in with yourself and don't be afraid to ask for help. So with that said, we're going to move right into unfake news, not fake news like half of the um, big major networks that half of you claim CNN's fake and half of you claim Fox News is fake. And I just got tired of everybody fighting, so I ignore most of those posts. But... In chatting with my 17-year-old yesterday, he said, (laughs) this is kind of funny, he said he couldn't wait to see grandma and grandpa. And by the way, they listen to this and they're in the VIP group, so I'm expecting some type of phone call after this podcast airs. So he says he couldn't wait to call them and say or to see them next time so he could say, quote, okay, boomer. So for those that are unaware of what okay boomer means, it's all about a viral internet slang phrase used often humorous or ironic in a manner to call out or dismiss out of touch or close-minded opinions associated with the baby boomer. I can't say that today. Baby boomer generation and older people generally. So Basically, teenagers, shocking, are putting down elders, shocking, but they're doing it in a sassy, sarcastic way. And part of me is like, that's really funny because I'm just the sarcastic, crazy, pretty much 13-year-old boy trapped in my body when it comes to humor. Maybe because I raised three of them. But at the same time, let me give you a little history lesson, Drake. Oh, sorry, I said his name. My 17-year-old. If Papa hears you say OK Boomer to him... He's probably going to come over and smack the back of your head and not hesitate to give you a DeNozo. And if you don't know what a DeNozo is, you're missing out and you really need to go back and binge watch the original NCIS with Mark Harmon. So anyway, back to my son's comment. It got me thinking about millennials versus boomers. Plus, don't forget in one of my original, actually, I think it was on my first episode, there was a segment where I talked about not blaming the world's issues solely on millennials. And although technically my son's generation is the 1996 to present, for whatever reason, has three names because they're all extra AF apparently, but they're called either Gen Z, iGen, or Centennials. And my husband and I just miss millennials by two years. Thank God. And we actually are, um, I think, Generation X. Yeah. So 1997 to 1995 would be millennials or Gen Y. And we miss that by two years because we fall in the 1965 to the 1976, which is Generation X. And our baby boomers are 1946 to 1964. And what this all comes down to in my opinion is I, we seem to have a lack of respect all the way around. So I'm not just blaming millennials, gen Xers, whomever, gen Ys, the extra AF generation. We're blaming the boomers too. Hello guys. You need to take a little accountability. Just the same. We blame the millennials or gen X for everything. And they're calling us okay, boomer. And bottom line, It's just a flat-out lack of respect. So remember that when you start making those side-ass comments because you might get denozoed. And if it's not by Papa, it might be by me or it might be by someone who you don't want touching the back of your head. So (laughs) in this Unfake News segment, we're going to go over two things because we want to make sure we give pride and praise to both generations, both the Boomers and the Millennials. So I'm going to go over the top 10 reasons Millennials owe a thank you to the Boomers. But we're also going to go over the top 10 things you probably believe about Millennials that are absolutely untrue, hence Unfake News. So per listverse.com, for both of the top 10 lists, That's where I got my info. So if you want to check its validity, more power to you. We're going to start with the top 10 reasons millennials owe a thank you, a big fat thank you, thank you, thank you to the boomers. 10. They won the Cold War, period. 9. They gave us Beatles, Steven Spielberg, and Aaron Brockovich. 8. They helped establish a worldwide network of telecommunications. The baby boomers grew up as Americans and the Soviet unions against the space race. And many of the young men and women who watched Neil Armstrong take his first steps on the moon grew up because scientists and engineers who worked for NASA did this. So number seven, they made men's willies work again. You heard me they cured erectile dysfunction. And if you're paying attention to some weird cultural stuff going on in the boomer generation, there's a lot of STDs going around old folks' homes. So we can think that because it seems a little silly notion to anyone who hasn't experienced erectile dysfunction like the millennials, but it was once a serious problem. So millennials, you will one day praise the little blue pill and so will your partner. And number six, they shattered a significant glass ceiling. Prior to and following World War II, women were mainly limited to employment in traditionally female jobs. And why the norm stood for some time, it would be the Boomer generation. Okay, Boomer, the Boomer generation. I feel like I'm vote. I'm like cheering for Boomer Sooners, and I am not an Oklahoma fan. Anyway, it would be the Boomer generation who would put the end to that. Thank you, Boomers. Okay. They were the civil rights movement activists. Yes, the boomers did that. They ended the draft. Number four, they ended the draft. It's, it was uh, pretty much all the millennials can do to thank the boomers for the elimination of the military draft as of 1973. Number three, they gave the world the personal computer. You're welcome. Love, boomers. Two, they invented the internet. So you can first be angry with them about the whole dial-up process, but you can definitely be happy that we have 5G. Thank you, Boomers. Since the internet wasn't something that people could go out and have in modern society prior to that, and it was a game changer for humanity. So again, thank you, Boomers. And number one, the Boomers created the video games. I know, who thunk it? But yeah, come on, your grandma and grandpas are the ones who made video games. So yes, they're not making the current one so much, but if it wasn't for them creating Pong and Atari, you would not be playing, uh, zombie death number 18 or whatever you're addicted to this week, kids. Okay. So in all fairness, we're going to then swing around and hit 10 things you probably believe about millennials that are actually completely false. Number 10, they have no savings and lots of debt. False. They are influenced by social media advertisements false they are anxious and depressed well aren't we all but false and this is an all or nothing type of thing number seven they have single-handedly killed industries the print industry dead high speed shopping or excuse me high street shopping nearly dead don't get us started on cable tv Often millennials are portrayed as having killed an entire industry because of their spending habits and preferences, but this is an often unfair assessment. We're all shopping online, although I'm going to do my best this holiday season to shop local and to shop fair trade. I challenge you to do that while you're out there challenging to not be critical. So don't criticize my choice. Anyway, so another unfair assessment is millennials don't vote. Actually, more millennials turned out in the last election than the average population of any other group. So they are our future. Cut them a break. They are entitled is number five. Yeah, I have a hard time with that one. They're a little entitled, but they don't know any better. So are they entitled or is that just the world they're growing up in? Number four, they are disloyal and unfaithful. I can't gauge that one but aren't we all at some point? And number three, they have bad social skills. I think we could all use a tune-up on how to behave in public. And two, they constantly change jobs. Well, actually millennials are often to stay, or said um, to stay. And data has shown that 50% of millennials against 60% of boomers see themselves in their current role the next year. So I guess half of them change jobs. Well, I guess if companies wouldn't cut 401ks and pensions and cut the unions out, we wouldn't have a problem. Now, would we? That's another episode. Anyway, and number one, they are scrutinized. They are the most scrutinized generation ever. Many articles online or in newspapers will refer to millennials as the most scrutinized generation ever due to the consistent stereotyping attention that they receive. Be it eating habits or killing off industries, millennials are often subject of debate in online circles. However, they are slowly being replaced by an even more curious generation, Gen Z. The generation which is said to be anyone born between 95 to today. It is the first generation to grow up with the smartphone era. Smartphone era, not... Not, uh, I was going to say it's spray foam error. That's all another thing. So, what's the ones we really need to be keeping our eye on are the kids who always have phones in their hands. So, with that said, I know this episode's running just a hair longer than most, but I needed to get caught up after a few weeks of not being uh, on the air. So, we're going to round out this episode with drum roll, please your favorite episode. No, I'm sorry. Your favorite segment, hungry or horny, uncomfortable recipes. We're going balls deep. Bite my balls. Not one, but two Thanksgiving ball recipes savory and sweet are these little ball treats. Go to my Facebook and Instagram to see them balls for yourself and dream about putting them balls in your mouth. But before we go, I want to give you a little teaser. In the spirit of the holidays coming, you will want to stay tuned the next few shows. You'll want to follow me on Facebook and Instagram and be a member of my Kalua and Coffee VIP chat group. You ask why? Well, that's Santa's little secret. And only those who listen, follow, and join in will get a peek in Santa's sack. Yes, I said his sack. There's the 13-year-old boy in me. So... Since Becky has been world traveling, I had to lock her in the basement during the show and force her to sing us out. So here we go. Hit it, Becky! No better way to wake me up than Kahlua in my coffee cup. No better way to start my day than Kahlua in my coffee cup. No better way to end the day than Kahlua in my coffee cup.